It doesn't have to be just cut and run. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Workwives, it's Mia from Virginia Beach, Virginia. This morning, I finally had enough and stood up to my boss. I have never done anything like this before, but I can't keep going like this, so I'm hoping to get an idea of how this may play out. I'm standing my ground on this, so please don't say not to. The company made some changes to our benefits plan. Okay, which resulted in quite a few people quitting. And this then led to us getting behind on our work. And we started working later on Fridays and then Saturdays to try to keep up. They hire new employees, but they don't last long because they don't want to work 70-hour weeks. I haven't had a two-day weekend in six months. All I think about is quitting. So, (laughs) this morning, I told my boss that I wasn't working any more Saturdays. He said that they are mandatory until we are caught up. I told him I need to do this and wasn't asking. And he can do whatever he needs. It's not the first time I have brought it up either, but I'm told that I need to, quote, suck it up and be a team player. Yeah. I keep listening to your question over and over and over again. And I just like, I feel it in my bones. Like it's so visceral. This is exhausting. Like this is becoming psychological and physical and like obviously emotional, obvious, like it's impacting your ability to probably just live your life. And I think like this is more common than any of us realize. This is, this is why, I mean, this is why we all drink on the weekends. This is why we all go party on the weekends. This is why we all like, why we just want to like get home from a long day at work and like do nothing because we've had to do battle like this with people like this every day, five or six days in a row. And like, what are we living for? Right? Like this, this, this kind of question gets at the heart of like all the existential questions that anybody ever has always every day. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it, it fucking sucks, man. Like I hate it. I hate it for you. I hate it for everyone. And like this, <laughs> this is why episode one is quitting is for everyone. Cause guess what? There are better opportunities out there. There's at least like different people. You may run across the same manager, the same type of person, but that doesn't mean you have to work for them. Mm. And that makes me feel so much better. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. And I'm, I'm really just so proud of you, Mia, for like, taking a stand, drawing a boundary, because I think you're absolutely right. Like you have only so much capacity and your job only entails so much scope. Mm -hmm. And you're just one person. And like, if the work can't be done, then the work can't be done. And like, that's not a business thing that you need to solve. That's literally not your job. But the fact this manager is like making it your job, that's, that's a problem. So like the first step, first step was the best set the boundary on Saturday. Like, your job is to work nine to five, Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. Right? P- period. The end. Mm-hmm. If the work can't be done, then some it needs to get felt somewhere. 
before any action can be taken. Like it needs to show up in the PL. It needs to show up in the squeeze. It needs to show up in HR. It needs to show up in some stakeholder not getting their thing on time because there's simply not the workforce to do it. There's yeah. not the man hours available. And and that's shown by this interplay between a company benefits change mm-hmm. and people quitting. Like you see that if they feel that that's right. they've lost these people. So like they're now starting to feel with this standing up to your manager with this boundary that you're drawing. They're now feeling, Oh, Oh, our retention's going to be an issue. Uh huh. If we can't be a good employer. That's right. That's, that's their job. Mm-hmm. That's their duty as a corporation is mm-hmm. like to take care of their employees so that they show up on time. They show up ha- at least happy ish to work. We're happy enough. And they can get the job done that's required of them. Right. And so like, yeah, frankly, the best thing you could have done is do that. I'm please follow up with us. I'm excited <laughs> to see where it goes. In the meantime, <laughs> you're beginning the process of quitting right the fuck now. It's started or it needs to start. <laughs> Go listen to episode one so you get the concepts down. Then episode 21 is actually called Two Weeks Notice, not the movie, <laughs> where we like break it down tactically, like step by step, like everything you need to do before you put in your notice, yeah. after you put in your notice. Mm-hmm. We have another episode about those weird weeks after you put in your notice. <laughs> True. Well, because, because like the thing is we do, we do champion quitting is for everyone, but there's two ways to quit. There's the ask your wife way. And then there's quitting in a blaze of glory, <laughs> which not proud to say I have done, but like it, it doesn't, but bo- the goal, the goal is not, not to do, to it, do that it that way, way. It's to do it before we get to that point. Uh-huh. So part of what we want to talk about with you today, Mia is, when to quit. Yes. Because if you quit at the right time, you do it the ask your work wife way and there's no possibility that you're quitting in a blaze of glory. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll give you the TLDR on it. It's way before you've gotten to this point. Holland, I have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. Do you like often need a midday pick me up? I need something in the bathroom. Okay, hear me out. <laughs> I'm listening. I need something in the bathroom that doesn't require anything of me. And I'm okay. not on social, so I'm like, what? I don't want to read LinkedIn because like you probably posted something and I probably have to react to it. <laughs> so what do I do? Well, here's my other problem. In the bathroom, I don't know that you can take your AirPods in because I'm terrified they're going to end up in the toilet. Oh, no. Right. Yeah, exactly. Which is a whole other. That's Maslow one at this point. So we're frankly. not listening to, to anything. Nothing. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. So here's what I do think. I think you could read our emails, though. Our e- like ask your request emails. Ask your yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, ask yeah. your request emails. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The newsletter is sensational. Really, it is. The emoji game is. Thank you. Yeah, yes. I know. I know that's a particular project of yours. Thank you. And what I love most about it is it's just super relevant, super tactical advice on like, what are we dealing with today? When we write these newsletters, they're not. I don't know. We don't approach them in the same way that we do episodes. Episodes are what questions are coming in from individuals, right? Mm-hmm. For a newsletter, we take a look at what's going on generally, right? I usually take a look at the headlines on LinkedIn and I'm yeah. like, what's the conversation on LinkedIn? And what how are, does that apply to ambitious women? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's going on? So like what I love about the emails is relevant, tactical, immediately actionable. So as soon as you're done in the bathroom. Wait, can I tell you something? <laughs> yes. They're short. They are short. Your bathroom trip is longer than the email. Sure, you could fit a couple of emails. I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we send these emails more often? No. Okay, great. <laughs> we send them twice a month. That's right. We don't sell your information. There's never any spam. We're not fucking around with it. Like, it's here to make your life better, your corporate America career better. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, if you would like this kind of bathroom break, same type that Holland apparently needs in her I life, I need it. <laughs> go visit askyourwife.com slash newsletter and sign up. 
and then flush wash your hands go back to work and then wash your phone i don't know <laughs> we swear less in the newsletter actually you know that is that is that's another a- value prop <laughs> <laughs> of the newsletter okay if you've been hesitant this is a value prop for real if you've been hesitant to share our podcast with maybe the older generation in your life because of it's so sweary i'm not apologizing but i'm telling you there's another there's, there's another, another way, way. <laughs> AskYourWorkWife.com slash newsletter. Okay, so the number one reason we don't quit in a blaze of glory is because we have seen this happen. I have seen this happen recently. And it was so, like, it's so bad that I sent screenshots around to a bunch of people who, like, you know, are kind of our advisory board for Ask Your Workwife. Every single one of them was like, this is not real. You photoshopped this. I was like, no, it's a hundred percent real in my general Slack channel. I'm shaking my head because I was on the advisor. <laughs> I was on the your advisory yeah, board yeah, for Ask Your Work Wife. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I you. Yeah, no, yeah, it was bad. It was so bad. Like he like he like threw gasoline on it. Oh, and and then lit a match, tossed it, and just like watched it burn and it then was I think insane kept pouring gasoline on it like actually every yeah. line just kept getting worse and worse and worse and like and let's not forget the fact that it was in general slack yeah there was no notice to like the the owner of our company no notice to the ceo notice to his manager like no notice to his team that he like allegedly supervises like just nothing just like on a sunday afternoon sunday afternoon at three o'clock that'll give you a sunday it was, <laughs> it was like you just like couldn't take it anymore and that was the language, which is why Mia, like, I want to bring this story up to you is like the language in this like blaze of glory quitting from a member of my team was exactly that. I can't take this anymore. So when I hear that language from people, I'm like, whoa, 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 Yeah. Breathe. Big old red down. flag. Yeah. You have options. You can't see them right now because you're just so focused on this, this like, oh my God, so I'm just consumed. Yeah. Like one foot after another slog of the thing, but like take a deep breath, take a step back. You do have options and like, I want to share like the fallout of this person, like quitting so, so dramatically, even melodramatically, I'll even say Mm. Um, it was not great for his, for the rest of his career. Well, he, I mean, just to put a couple notes on how he quit and what he said, like there were personal attacks. Yeah. There were blaming the business for personal problems. Uh huh. Like, like marriage, kids, drinking sobriety yeah uh exactly and then the third thing was he didn't like that was a sunday afternoon it this was effective like his quitting was effective yeah sunday afternoon signed it effective immediately he was supposed to be leading a client facing two-day meeting that on monday morning (laughs) so we all had to script like we all got like we just got scrambled and had to like get shit together and like shut off all his access to all our tech stack immediately yeah yeah. oh yeah credit cards car keys like Mm -hmm. he had all kinds of things make sure he didn't have any like equipment at his house whatever whatever and then immediately we had to like figure out who was available change cover for him yeah yeah change everyone else's working product like the next week i i I was up taking care of that meeting like that's what happened i I I had taken off of everything else i was doing and thrown into a company i know nothing about it was like we're gonna do it live everybody (laughs) throughout the rundown we're doing it live so like it was it was wild and like because of that immediate change up like we had you know we had preparation meetings with this client the week prior that this person was on and suddenly he wasn't 
So the client clients expected told, to see this man. That's right. And they, they have worked with him before in the past and like they absolutely love him and like they feel very safe and secure when he's like working with them and like sure. it, he's he's great for that. You know what I mean? Like we always thought he was doing a great job at that. So like for me to show up, their their first question out their mouth is, Where's this guy? And and I had to have an answer. And and the answer couldn't be he quit last night in a blaze in a of glory. Blaze of glory. <laughs> but it kind of had to be, but also towed the line, like put me in a position of authority. So I, I was forced to kind of th- put place him gently next to the bus, right? Like I'm not going to air his dirty laundry. That's not my story to tell, right? And frankly, it doesn't look good on us to be like bad mouthing employees like quit suddenly. But I I had to give them something. So so my my line said, you know. Unfortunately, this person would like to work on projects that like we're no longer working on as a business. Um, and, and like we tried to work with him for the last six months, but he just wasn't interested. So he's gone on to, I hope, work on things that are going to find fulfillment for him. And most clients took that and they were like, OK. But then because I work with marketers, they were like, wow, Vanessa. Is that a line? Yeah, that's the party line. <laughs> Your PR is showing. It's fine. So I had to like to, to maintain my credibility and honesty with our clients, I had to be a little more honest. And so I, I told them like, well, for the last three months I've had him on a pip because he wasn't delivering. He's great with you guys. He's great with clients, but like he doesn't like to do his job on the back end, Right. And like actually do the fun, fun, glamorous stuff, but not the unglamorous backroom shit. And every single person, every single client I talk to, they manage teams of hundreds and thousands. Right. So like, they're like, oh yeah, I've dealt with people like that before. So they, they get it. They like, I tap into a schema of the, of a personality they've worked with before and probably had to fire before. And they just read between the lines and pick up whatever they want and they move on. Mm -hmm. But what that means in a very small community, even the small town that is Houston is that I don't know if he can get work. Like I haven't heard anything about it. I haven't heard anything from him. Like all because of the way he quit. Exactly. If, if he had come to the president of our agency and said, Hey man, I, I respect what you're doing, but I just legitimately can't work like that. Or I don't have that skill. Or I just, I just, even if it's like down to like, I don't feel fulfilled at this job. I just want said, something so new. I'm, yeah. So I mean, I'm going to have to part ways. Like, the owner of our company is a very reasonable man. He's going to be sad. He's going to try to keep you like it puts him in a lurch, not going to lie, but at least you have a conversation that, that starts with, Hey, can, can you give me a few months to find a replacement? Is there anyone you'd recommend? Right. Absolutely. I, in fact, I, I did this. This is not in our notes. I'm sorry, Holland. <laughs> I did this exact thing. Like I was depressed out of my mind in Idaho. So I went to my VP, my favorite person I've ever worked for. And was like, Hey, I don't think I can come back to work. And he was like, I totally get it. But, can you do me a favor and stay for a couple months so I can train your replacement? Yeah. And I was like, absolutely. Whatever you need. Like yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And we're still in great. He's on the advisory board for ask your wife. We love it. Yeah, we do love him. So like it, it's possible to quit in a way that you maintain your relationships. Yeah. You maintain your network. You get recommendations. He's like, Vanessa, as soon as you're, you're good and you think you want to jump back into this industry that we're in, name your company. I will write your recommendation. Yeah. Like, that's the way you want to quit. And no even burned if, bridges, yeah. strengthened bridges. In fact, mm-hmm. even if like work is not being done, even if you're behind, even if like, even if you're stressed out of your mind, you can quit in a way that maintains good relationship that, that gives you an actual springboard into your next position. Right. Incredible. Yeah. Rather than just like, Oh my God, I hate everything and everyone. And I'm just fucking done. That's not the way. Yeah. I've, um, I got this advice from you when I left uh, my previous job and I wasn't burned out. Just the situation was not what I wanted. Mm -hmm. 
I took your advice and I basically offered like, hey, like I know that my departure will leave a gap. And I said, I would love to continue to fill that gap on a, basically on a freelance basis. Like sure. I, I know what's going on internally. I, I know how much time that can take. I know what gaps I can fill and mm-hmm. I, I will have the time to fill. And I basically made them an offer and we're still on great terms. And it's, it was, it worked. I did that at the yoga studio too. Yeah, like you did. I left, but I still maintain great relationships. Um, my manager at the yoga studio, I still have lunch with. Yeah. Great. Exactly. Like I, there's a way to do it that mm-hmm. doesn't have to be, mm-hmm. even if you're feeling like this, Mia, it doesn't have to be just cut and run, you know? Being able to quit in this, in this way. Grounded, intentional, directional, <laughs> yeah. all, all your favorite Relational, buzzwords. <laughs> yeah. Requires that you notice signs of burnout before it gets this bad. Yeah, hundred percent. The way the way that I, <laughs> the way that I always say this is like you've got to quit just post peak, where you mm. notice the peak and you're like, oh, it's not getting better. It's not going up. It's starting to trend down, but no one's quite noticed yet. So yeah. I'm going to get out now. <laughs> yeah, before it gets bad. Right. That's that's just post peak and is a little bit hard to define, but it's like your your satisfaction, your career, your learning, your growth, like whatever your specific peak is at that company. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you can chime in with some examples of like, when have you noticed that you got to the top of whatever you're going to get to, right? And you're like, you know what? I'm I'm good. This is as high as I'm ever going to get at this company. This is as good as I'm ever going to get at this company. This is as expert as I'm ever going to be at this skill. And and then there's like this little, there's like this little dip and then you either plateau or like people start coming after you because they don't like that you're so good. Mm. Right. Or like for me, I get discontent because I'm bored. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Oh, I've solved it. I don't want to maintain it. I want to build a system for someone yeah. to come behind me and maintain it. Right. I think the boredom is good. I think the like, kind of like a glass ceiling on learning is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another way I've experienced this is um, not because the people around me weren't inspirational, mm. but I just like wasn't, I didn't want what they had anymore. Oh, interesting. Or I wanted yeah. something that I knew I couldn't find there. Mm-hmm. So it's related mm-hmm. to the cap and learning, but I think a little different because it depends on the exact seat you're in. Right. No, I totally agree. And and like you define for yourself what the peak is. Right. Why and, are you, why are you here yeah. at this company? What are yeah. you trying to get? And if you've gotten it, and there's no, there shouldn't, what's the reason to stay? Yeah. Cause then if you've gotten it, then why are you, then it has to be a new why. Totally. And yeah. I, th- I think this is why like <laughs> back at the top of this little segment, grounded, intentional, directional, these are the words we use to describe the rat race and why we like the three spheres of concern within the Move rat race. Too, yeah. It, it keeps you grounded, intentional and directional so that so that you can notice this post peak before, like I said, anyone else has noticed that you're <laughs> yeah. post peak and you can get the fuck out on what they consider high, even though yes. you've already noticed that like, oh, we've. Or post peak. Uh-huh. Exactly. That's just post peak. That's when you leave. Not where you're at, which is like the trough after peak. That's the that's called burnout and it's hell. on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a she-wolf down there somewhere. It's a like dumpster. A vice, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the dumpster fire, fire, fire. Yeah. fire. <laughs> Got a lot of fire today. <laughs> That's a, that's a metaphor. That's burn out. You know what I mean? It's burnout. Um, so yeah, it takes a lot of self-awareness and it takes those types of yearly career audits that we talk about mm-hmm. taking a pause, making sure that you know what you want. Even granularly down to your statuses and your mm-hmm. one-on-ones. Like, do I feel like the agendas for these meetings are being respected? Do I feel like they're happening? Do I feel like I have action items coming out of these meetings? Or do I feel like it's the same five conversations every time? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, is it just me spinning my wheels? If that's the case, it's time to go. 
if I were to give it three steps, it's like notice the burnout, mitigate it, mm. but then know when to call it. Mm. Like I, I had this experience. I was on, on set. I have a bunch of indie film hipster friends right now. Walls. I know they're the best. And I, I was on set being just BTS photography because I had nothing better to do that afternoon. So it's like, I can just hang out. And they were like, sure, hang out. It was it's like, a multi-purpose moment. Yeah, exactly. But I can also be useful. <laughs> it's yeah, a hang, yeah, but yeah. it's BTS. There's a cute boy involved. It's fine, oh right? <laughs> okay, so you were saying you multi-purpose moment, the BTS and the indie and the whatever. So I'm on set and part of the scenes that they were like shooting that day were were like stunt scenes, right? And these are like, you know, indie hipster actors. Like, you know, so like... <laughs> Like He's doing his own thing. stunts is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's not a professional stunt crew is what I'm saying. Got it. There's not like big... There's also not a medical staff yeah, on yeah, staff. Yes, right? that, like... that was also me, as it turns out. That's the okay, TLDR. Well, yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. Carry so, on. So like this one actor like has to pick up this other guy who's like a full, like full, you know, full grown ass 145 pound man. And they're like in a fight. So they're like fake fighting. I have the greatest video and greatest photo of this, cool. right? And so, but one of the moves like pick this guy up turn him around and like smacks him against this pole. Right. And so you just like, it's a visceral thing. And even though you're trying not to like hit each other or doing that, you're still picking up a 145 pound man who's like all muscle. And, and in, in situations like that, everyone kind of knows, like you should probably do that once or twice, you know, once for the first time, once for safety and call it a day. Right. Because it's a, it's a hefty thing and they still have lines to deliver after that. Uh-huh. But the director, oh my God, he just kept making them do it over and over again. They probably did it 10 or 12 times. Oh my God. And I was like, the fuck are you seeing in that camera? I also have a camera. I'm seeing the same thing. They're delivering the same thing. What I'm seeing is this actor, his face get more red, more purple. He's getting a little rummy. Like he's not putting his words together. He's not remembering his lines. I'm like, that's a problem. He's over exhausted. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I know he's not got a concussion because you're not actually hitting his head on that wall, but like, goddamn, like it's time to call it. Mm-hmm. So like, I just put a stop to it. I was like, this girl who's hanging out on set allegedly during BTS <laughs> is now like telling people what to do. No one's surprised, that frankly. <laughs> but like, like, but yeah, I, I called it. I was like, we're taking 10 for med. So like, I got look with your eyeballs. Yeah. I got Excedra. I went to the gas station, got Excedra and got water and was like, we're not doing this anymore. Oh my God. I was like, you go review your footage and make sure you got it. And then we're done with this. Mm-hmm. And then this director had the audacity to like, keep, like we did it one more time. And then like he made him deliver, like there were like pages and pages and pages of script after this. And I'm like, that's a problem in organizing your day. Right. Like all Do the exhausting the script, shit. Yeah. Like, like that. all that should have been at the top. Like mm-hmm. it was just, it was just so irritating. So it's one of those, like in this moment, I was like, it was such a painful experience to be having that like no one should be experiencing that. And Mia, you're experiencing something that like, I, I love you, but you could have solved this a while ago by getting out just post peak. Yeah. Not, not running this thing all the way to the ground. You do not need to run yourself into the ground before you quit. That's also an ask your wife method. Like, know when to quit, which is mm, before burnout and just post peak, like way, way, way before burnout for you. So Mia, back to the top of this, noticing burnout. One place you can go to is ask your wife. Obviously we've done an episode on burnout and how to recognize it. That's episode 37. Hashtag burnout. Hashtag burnout. Also one of my favorite podcast in the world is called no stupid questions and it's from the freakonomics team and just in like i want to say like top of q4 last year um which is you know the time we're all suffering from burnout they published an episode it's episode 166 are you suffering from burnout i was like probably thank you and within there angela duckworth gives like like a 16 part assessment 
of like questions to ask yourself and like behave like a behavioral assessment basically it was fascinating and I was I like picked up on some stuff that I was like oh shit am I suffering from burnout probably mm, interesting, interesting yeah it was really good so I like start with ask your wife episode 37 because obviously but also like check out no stupid questions episode 166 before we let you go Mia in your question you say please don't say not to stand your ground we would never. Yeah, never knew her. So proud. Yeah. We love it. Please let us know how this all goes for you. Got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. It's a bit like, you know, we like to keep things positive here to ask you. <laughs> but like, you know, you all know the person who peaked in high school. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. okay. You have like a list of people this in your brain. This is <laughs> way outside of my personality wheelhouse. It didn't come from me. But apparently Jim Carrey had a joke back in the day that like, if the last, if the last proud moment you have was when you were a sperm, like that was... <laughs> It's not as funny when I say it. It's not in character. Let me find it. It's not funny. I support it. I think it was very. I think it was very funny that you said it and that it was <laughs> out, of, out of pocket as the kids are saying. Okay, okay, okay. There was a time in every man's life when he was king of the game. It was all downhill from there. <laughs> I just want to keep challenging myself, you know? I don't want to become the, the reminiscing guy, you know, people run into at bars and stuff. Can always tell how boring their life is oh my God, so by sad. how far back they have to reach for glory. <laughs> yes! They're like... College, high school. Remember. Remember how fast I used to be when I was a sperm? (laughs) (laughs) I'll never forget the day of the big race. (laughs) Millions of us in the field, but I beat them off to fertilize that egg, mister. Back in the cervix, I was. Back in the cervix? Semen perfect was perfect. the joke yeah i love it yeah like so that's that's exactly ugh. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so like recognize when you've reached <laughs> peak at this company like you said in this are you still here like still here are you here now why do i feel like we have a ouija board in the room <laughs> do you Maybe, i wouldn't be surprised if you, you know did. i'm sad that i don't but it still begs the question is our listeners still here? Because if they are, I think they should rate, review, subscribe. You know why? Helps other people find this podcast. Mm. Rate, review, subscribe.